Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, it's late or early, and we are talking about the second episode of Secret Invasion, Promises. All that and more of the set we have no control over. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Instant cast time. Instant cast time. Oh. Oh, 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 instant cast time. I, I like the impromptu song there. Thank you. That's the theme song for instant cast time. Yeah. I, <laughs> I couldn't imagine it being a theme song for anything else. Yeah, I know it was a little uh, opaque, a little hard to understand, like oh, a yeah. little, little metaphorical. So you you, if you leave will. it up to the, to the interpret- interpretation of the audience. Yeah, you don't want to hold people's hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to explain my art. <laughs> <laughs> so obvious spoiler warning, right? Because yes, spoiler like, alert. We're going to talk about this episode. Good God, we have we have gotten some some things put in front of us. Yeah, I don't like to like gloat about previous weeks and like predictions and things. Uh, <laughs> Uh huh. But I felt like there were a lot of things this episode that we like directly talked about last week. I don't know if it wasn't me on all of them. It was just like the whole cast. We like between us and the listeners. Like there was a lot of things that we kind of realized. We talked about there being a father and son relationship between Gravik and Nick yep. Fury. That was yep. that was a the episode opened with it. Um, we yep. talked about the fact that Nick Fury might have uh, had a relationship with a scroll. It was kind of a loose prediction, but it was like he talked about knowing a hot scrolls. I wonder if it's because mm-hmm. that was I think it was in the context. Someone was brought it up in the context of uh, uh, Gravik possibly being his child. Um, uh, but still, that was still something that we brought up was him like having a relationship with a scroll. Um, yep. So he's even more connected to that community than we thought. Um, man, the, bi- the big thing we did not predict, the big, I feel like this is the big revelation of the entire episode, really, is the thing Nick Fury didn't know. Is that there's a million scrolls on Earth? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, oh man, that is, that's like, that's a gigantic revelation of like, oh, the secret invasion, it has already happened. Yeah. Like it's it's already here, and it it happened under Nick Fury's nose. Yeah, and that like then we get that uh, the council meeting, and it's like not only do we are they there, but like one of them's a senator, <laughs> one of them is the prime minister of England, uh, yep. one of them is uh yeah well I, I don't know who else who what were the other things the people that were uh, in the one's room. like 
in charge of the uh in command of nato or something like that yeah that's right um so the thing is and they all they say they were gravik tells them we were all in the room when he made the promise which means that's just the people who've been there a long time and have had time to sort of like get themselves into these positions of power um which yeah i don't know i don't know how that all works out but like like, I don't know how long they've been in those situations, because it seems weird if that was what Nick Fury was having them do, you know? I yeah. don't think Nick Fury was... Ha- that's. A- I know he likes to be in control, but it seems weird for him to, like, actually take over countries with, with, with an op that only he is running. So I'm assuming this is stuff they've done since the blip. Maybe. I mean, it could be... It could be anything. We don't, we don't know, because we haven't... Like, <laughs> at this point, I need, like, a... Uh, you know, Harry and the Scrollersons kind of thing, uh, <laughs> where like we just get a a retelling, or not a retelling, but a, like a telling of like where have the scrolls been the entire time? Because there's a million of them, and they're everywhere apparently. Yeah, it, it was really interesting. This episode, this started in a way that I've never seen a show start. It said 1995, and then it just showed clips from Captain Marvel, and then it jumped forward to 1997 and showed us that beginning. You know, it was, it was interesting that you had decided to kind of hold the hands of the audience that way. Uh, like, it didn't trust us to know Captain Marvel well enough, which is kind of rare in, in these Marvel shows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that if you are an MCU fan and, and know about the Skrulls, it's because you've watched Captain Marvel. Like, that's the only... Mm-hmm. Thing that they were like introduced in uh, mm-hmm. and like shown what they are and why they're good or bad. Yeah. Because um, we like, we had what? Uh, Scroll in WandaVision that just showed up and was like mm-hmm. pointed up. That was it. Well, there's that and the end of Spider Man. And the end uh, of Spider Man. Far from where home. it's like cool. Well, the thing I found interesting about where that, those guys come from, if you haven't seen Captain Marvel, right? We, we've talked about how people haven't didn't like Phase Four as much. We've talked about how they're adjusting their plans, things like that. They're they're spreading things out a little more, or whatever. I wonder if them because they did it. I think they did a last time on last week too, didn't they? Did they have some sort of intro at the beginning to show us? Uh, I, I'm, I'm fuzzy on. I, it. I, f- I, don't I feel like remember. they did. Um, anyway, it's just interesting because we don't, we, we don't have that on many Marvel shows. So the fact that they're doing it is showing, I think, a little bit of like them realizing some people aren't watching everything. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't either. What's I, that I, like? I truly don't. I was, I was talking on Multiverse News tonight and I was like, by the way, if you haven't been watching the Marvel stuff because, you know, some people just fell off, like, this one's real good, and it's back to that tone of that Winter Soldier era. Like, get back on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's got... It's it's not only is it that Winter Soldier, like, spy, espionage, thriller kind of, uh, kind of vibe. You know, and it, he mentioned Alexander Pierce in this one. Mm-hmm. But there's also the, you know, that, that same kind of feeling that Falcon and the Winter Soldier had of, like, you know, these are the guys that have been working um you know these are the the black americans that have been working toward some position of power and and you know doing something meaningful for decades and like they're they're conversing with each other and talking about uh you know what they have gained and why and like that whole thing that whole that was table good. scene with Rody was just so just incredibly moving like oh it hurt it hurt it was intense man Rody, yeah. ba- basically saying 
uh, yes, we've overcome racism to the point that like, or like we have fought to get to overcome racism in our lives to the point that I can now fire you like I'd fire anybody else. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I'm not going to rely. You're not going to like get me to switch to your side by being like, help a brother out. I'm going to just straight up. Like I'm gonna treat you like I would treat anyone else who's done this. Content of your character, sir. Like, yep. <laughs> it's like you dang. did bad. You're fired. That was a very interesting conversation for them to have. I don't know. It's, it's very, very, very interesting revealing of their characters. The fa- honestly, the fact that Fury went there felt like, like almost desperate in a in a yeah. way. Fury has felt very desperate yeah. in this show so far. Yeah, absolutely. It, like it seemed that him going there seemed to piss Rhodey off. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't try to manipulate me with our race. Like, I'm here in a professional capacity to tell you you're fired. <laughs> it seemed it seemed to, like a couple of times though. Mm. Rhodey was just like, "Oh, you're you're playing that card now." Yeah. Like, oh, we're playing this card. Oh, now we're playing this other card. How about mm. this card? You're fired. <laughs> like, you're out. I'm Nick Fury. Even when I'm out, I'm in. I'm in. Nick, what does that mean? <laughs> He's just walking around saying cool things that don't necessarily mean anything. <laughs> Where's my car? It's the one that says bad motherfucker. What? <laughs> the big revelation is that there's million, at least a million scrolls, mm-hmm. right? That Fury doesn't know about. So if Fury doesn't know about all of the scrolls, and we did not get confirmation that he knows that the lady that he was kissing on at the end of the episode, we did not get confirmation that he knows that she's a scroll. Does he know oh, that she's a scroll? Dang. I thought so, but now you got me questioning it. Yeah. Cause we saw her in scroll form mm-hmm. cutting whatever it was that she was cutting. Dang. And he man. walked in. And she was in human form. I did not think about that. I cannot believe I didn't think about that, but that's totally a good question. Um, I thought it was just that he's keeping the fact they're together a secret. You know, he doesn't wear his wedding ring, all that stuff. I thought that was the reveal that he's got the secret scroll wife, but you're right. She, If it was his secret scroll wife, why would she change for him? Right. Like, that doesn't make any sense. So, does... He know that she's a scroll. If not, is she there to keep an eye on him? Yeah, for the council exactly, or or for graphic or whatever, or for and anybody. It, yeah, and it seems they're married. It's been years. It seems like they've been together. They've likely been together a while. They've got like sure. sort of a pattern. He comes into the he comes into the room and he, she knows that he has doesn't have his ring on and makes him put it back on. Like it seems like this is an old routine they're running almost mm-hmm. like so it just doesn't seem like this is a brand new relationship yeah i don't know man that seems wild and or and if it's not graphic well like is it pre-snap because if it's pre-snap it seems like they've been working yeah he's been he's been in a freaking space station like it, it, this has to be from For pre-snap years. so who was keeping an eye on him? Some of this stuff is like kind of weird and not adding up for me completely because, <laughs> well, for one thing, you know, the, the, we talked a lot about like what is, what side is, um, Taylor's going to fall on. Right. And as much as <laughs> I understand why he told all his people to come here, 
they were really kind of unclear about when he did that. He says it almost, he says it at one point, and then like, he says he, he, he sent a call out for everyone to come to Earth, but then he kind of says it in a way that like makes it, implies that it was after the snap. He says, I, you, were, you were snapped, I, I thought you weren't coming back. But like, so did a million scrolls show up in the last five years? I mean, I don't know. I, it, it, I thought that it, it was that he put the call out decades ago. And it, they've just been hanging out. Mm-hmm. I thought so too. Um, but then he says that he said that next line. Um, so that was kind of strange. As we we know now that they left Earth for a while. Well, they left Earth for two years, I guess. They came back pretty quickly. Yeah, a small group of scrolls. I remember last week saying like, "What they do? Like take a lap around the block?" And now ah, we couldn't find anything. But mm-hmm. then you know he says we tried to find another home, and all we found was hatred and war. And- War and violence, violence, etc. Yeah, all we found was etc. Oops, I guess on my part, uh, I guess I should have known. (laughs) Who's going to accept a shape shifting race uh, coming in? Oh man, another thing we had talked about before the show came out and have been kind of discussing, but like based on the trailers, but uh. Speaking of shape-shifting races, there's the scientists working on the machine that we had seen in the trailers, and we see the names of DNA samples that she has. Yep, Colipsidium was on there. Mm -hmm. Also Groot, who was also Also speculated about because of the arm in the trailer. Uh, So those seem like good calls. Also the Frost Beast. Yep. Which was, it looked like the Frost Beast from... Uh, Dark World or from Ragnarok, right? The one that got teleported through the Bifrost. Or what, what, what did you think it was? I saw, I mean, it said Frost Beast, but mm-hmm. I, like, my brain kept going X Men names, X Men names, like Emma Frost and Beast. Oh. Um, no, I think but it, it looked like a dragon. It, it did look like picture. a dragon. It, it made me think, like, the the big uh, creature that the frost giants had that yeah that's, that's Thor what about. flew through in the first Thor movie oh okay because the dragon that came through the the Bifrost was from the fire uh, area oh Muspelheim. okay I uh, yeah, yeah, you're from yeah, the you're, realm. You've got it you've got to be right there I was thinking it was from uh I was thinking I, that those I was conflating those two movies there was hmm. also the I don't know if it would be them. I don't know that they would have it, but uh, after Gore killed the the big blue, it looked like it was a frost beast, uh, that god, though. Maybe it was a sample of that. I, oh, the, the yeah. The one that makes the most sense, though, is the one from um, Jotunheim. Yeah, and, and these are scrolls, so they could have something from anywhere in the galaxy, really. That's fair. That's fair. So, so, but they also had extremists on that list. Yes. So they've got which extremists isn't even a like all the rest of them are about being you know a person or a creature. Uh, Extremists, I guess maybe they have a sample of an extremist soldier from an extremist soldier. Yeah, because well, the the extremists like changed the the physicality, so I guess the DNA would be affected by that but yeah. either way it looks like they're making super scrolls oh yeah a hundred percent um 
we 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 we've, we speculated about it a lot, but yeah, it looks like they're making Super Scrolls out of specific DNA samples. She says my DNA samples are limited. Yep. So I'm I'm guessing I don't know if that means that she also says he doesn't you don't have it to one of the people she's testing. So I'm assuming only some scrolls can accept grafting of superpowers or something like that. And she's looking for like the ones that can. And she says yeah. my my DNA pool is limited or something like that. So I'm assuming she's looking for soldiers who can take on superpowers, basically. She was also mentioning that there were locations for a harvest. Like, Gravik was directing them to locations for a harvest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> harvest of superpowers? Well, I'm, I'm thinking, like, harvest of DNA samples. Like, uh, like a super event went down, and yes. Gravik knows about it, and was like, go check the rubble or whatever there to get uh, a DNA sample of something, you know, Something cosmic or something, you know, yeah, super powered. Absolutely. Or there's a, a school in upstate New York they should visit. Yeah. Speaking of <laughs> frost and beast, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, Speaking of frost and beast. Yeah. You they, know they, they, that could that could absolutely not, be a thing. Like backdoor the X Men that way. Yeah, they could. They could indeed. Oh man. <laughs> or you know, it'd be even funnier uh, is if they were like, what about that that school in upstate New York, and, and somebody else is like, no, 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 you know what, that's the wrong place, you don't want to go there. <laughs> they will mess you up. There's this guy with claws. <laughs> you picked the wrong house, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I have a, I have a fun little uh, thought experiment for you. Yeah, tell uh, me. You know, what if, it, it's based on the what if Fury doesn't know that his wife is a Skrull. Mm-hmm. Along with that, what if she doesn't know that he's a scroll? <laughs> okay, so my red string theory last from last week was that he's yep. a scroll. I don't believe it anymore because he had to hide on the train. Yep. Unless Talos doesn't know he's a scroll, which seems like if anyone would know, Talos would know. Or if we take this another level. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know he's a scroll. Sure, sure. That's that's definitely an option. That one's less compelling to me because it seems like it would change. <laughs> you know, we've talked about it. Like that does happen in the comics. There's some scrolls don't even know they're scrolls anymore because they get like so caught up in the life or whatever. But like, yep. yeah, I, I don't know. I think that would be less compelling for this for him as the character. Yeah, that's that's a less good narrative, but it's a fun thought experiment. Yeah, for sure. But it's also like, like it's Nick Fury. He, he, I understand him like not knowing everything or being behind a step, but having been a scroll seems like something he would have figured out or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, what about Sonya's freaking crazy tactics where she just shows up and cuts the guy's finger off? Yeah, that was nuts. Oh, damn it. Why'd I have to bring that one up? I like I brought up that that scene and it immediately made me think about an inconsistency I noticed. Uh oh. Yeah, when she closes the door and like all the all the guys are outside, she's like, "Ah, now that we're alone." She put a bar mm-hmm. on a hook that was attached to the door. Mhm. So that it, you know, would yeah. bar the door a bit. But that would not make when, it easier to open. What? When they t- tear the door open, that wouldn't necessarily make it that easy to open. 
Right, it wouldn't have just fallen down. But when the door fell down, it didn't have a hook on it, on the inside. Oh, funny. Like, when they blew the door and it fell open, it didn't have any kind of hook on it or or anything. Interesting. (laughs) I wonder if that's, like, uh, one of those things where they had the the shots planned, they did the shot with the falling door or whatever, but then they they didn't really, like, the actress might have, like, improvised that, like, weird thing. And they were like, oh, that's a good one, yeah. We'll keep it. But nobody was watching for continuity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn it. Ruined the whole show. It didn't fall the other way? You sure it didn't fall the other way? Oh, out. no, it fell out. It, it fell oh, out, but and it I was like, hold on, it would not have done that. Oh, well, maybe the hook got torn off because of the weight I, of the door falling. I thought maybe maybe the hook got torn off as the door was falling open, mm-hmm. uh, but they didn't make any sort of motion to, like, step over it or anything. Mm-hmm. They just walked in. All right. I was well, looking for it too. I was like, "No, please don't do this to me. Please don't." No, <laughs> I will no. never be able to watch this episode continuity the same. Brain. Yeah, continuity brain. That's a real problem. It's a disease. There's no cure for. Yep. <laughs> I'm I'm broken, Matt. Yeah, you are. Uh, well, man, I'm excited. This is a really really great episode. Oh, uh, the other. I keep thinking like. Is that the big stuff? Have we hit? Because uh, you know, it's the instant take. We just hit the big, the the overarching stuff, and tomorrow we'll really like have have seen it a second time when we're more awake and get to talking more intelligently. If you can say that, I was like more and in- closer to intelligently. Closer to intelligently. That's better. That's better. Um, but uh, I love Gravik. Yeah, he is awesome. The first episode, he was so kind good. of. Just thin. They didn't really characterize him much, but he well, he is, only had like two lines. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but this episode really gave him a lot to do, and he really chewed up the scenery and like the way he talks to the council, um, the, the way he talks to everyone. He's just really that council scene was like really, really impressive. Yeah. Oh man, the way that uh, Shirley was just like outright. I I oppose this. I will not support your war. I will not submit. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, God, I admire the hell out of you. If I had a hundred of you, I could take on the universe. Yeah. Like, oh, that's so cool. And then he was like, you know, you're not going to be harmed. Like, mm-hmm. you can well, leave. Just you're go. free to go. One, one thing in that scene that didn't add up to me. Um, so Gaia goes outside and calls someone. And I'm assuming she's the one that called about the safe house. Sure, when they were going to pick up uh, Barack, Borak or something like that. It was, was like name? Brogan. Brogan. <laughs> That's it. Um, good old Joe Brogan. Um, <laughs> so, oh no, <laughs> they they go to they go to pick up Brogan, and she calls in like. I don't know what Gaia's plan is because she seems to be subverting them. They haven't really made it clear. She's not like a double agent. She's just like sort of trying to mess their plans up, I guess, because yeah, she's, like she's having second thoughts. But like calling in the safe house, I guess that makes them have to leave town. Yeah, they they had to go back to the compound instead of stopping at the safe house. But then that also got Brogan killed. Well, I was wondering if it was intentional to get Brogan killed. You know, because like she knows that that. I don't know, she probably knows their tactics to some degree, and she knows if, like, a secret is let out and he's been in there being tortured, they're going to assume it was him. Yeah. Um, but she seemed very re- remorseful when they go to kill him. 
Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, it was, it was a strange scene. I just don't know what her game plan was. Like, why did she do that? Gaia's got levels, man. Levels <laughs> beyond. She's playing extra dimensional chess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And All you're right. still deciding if you want to move your first piece. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, all right, I'm I'm digging it. It's good, uh, really, really good. Uh, and we'll have more to say tomorrow when we've had a chance to rewatch and uh, take some sleep. notes and such. And sleep, yeah, sleep, sleep yeah. is good. Um, so if you're listening to this, we will be doing a live stream on th- Wednesday, seven thirty Central Time. Um, so go to Twitch.tv/strandedpandatv and check that out. Um, Jeff, anything else you want to tell the people? Uh oh actually yes I Ooh. I normally say no but uh I was on I was a guest on the botched podcast uh, oh nice D podcast nice a, a little guest character for a little bit um I, I feel like I was very quiet so you know if you're into me being a quiet D and D player <laughs> check it out for those couple episodes <laughs> all right botched I've heard of botched We're- I know, I know we've talked about them before. Uh, awesome. They were part of the Giant Size Team-Up Network. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. cool, man. Very cool. Uh, well, that's that's good to hear. I know like, you love D&D, and there's a lot of those podcasts out there, and I always feel like that's a good, uh, it's a good spot. The thing you should, yeah. you should go do some more of. It was, uh, it was fun. It was Western-themed, so Ooh. I basically played a half-elf Doc Holliday. <laughs> Who was also a monk, but drunken master monk. Ooh. So, you know, all kinds of fun there. I like it, man. I like it. Well, sweet. Um, well, as for me, uh, you can check me out at Multiverse News over there. We're doing, we're doing that a bunch. Uh, there's everything. Multiverse News, Binger's Assemble are both running right now with a lot of stuff. So uh, a lot of cool news happening on Multiverse News this week. And a new episode dropped today. And uh, uh, Binger's Assemble, we've got... Um, we're finishing up Indiana Jones this week and dropping the new Indiana Jones. And then over the next two weeks, we're doing the last few Mission Impossibles for Mission Impossible that's dropping in two weeks. So oh lots of stuff dropping in there. Uh, yeah, we had like two, we had three series running at one time um, uh, between the Batman, 1989 Batman, Indiana Jones, and Mission Impossible have all been kind of like running concurrently. It's been fun. Lots of, yeah, lots of good movies. Gracious. Yeah. Have you covered Henry Cavill uh, reloading his biceps? No, that's tomorrow. Oh, We're talking about yes. that in the morning. Fallout. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Looking forward to it. Dude cocks his biceps. Um, <laughs> all right. We'll be back soon. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. And a special thanks to all of our subscribers at patreon.com slash mcucast. You make this show possible. And a huge shout out to both. That's right, there's two of them now. Illuminati tier patrons, Walter Kreisky III and Lieutenant Bongo. Thank you, guys. If you want to find all of our fine Stranded Panda podcasts, go to strandedpanda.com. And for a video version, check out youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you want to take part in our live streams, go to twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.